0: Log Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And as we know, one of the best ways to do that is by keeping our brains active, by learning new and interesting information, and today's show promises to do just that. Our guest, Mimi Prunella Hernandez, has blended science and indigenous wisdom into one heck of a fast. Fascinating book. She holds an MS degree in herbal medicine and has enjoyed a highly successful career as a clinical herbalist and ethnobotanist. Mimi joins us today to share all about her just-published book, Herbal, 100 Herbs from, a, from the World's Healing Traditions, and I found it so interesting. I want to find out more. So welcome, Mimi.
1: Thanks for having me, Eileen. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I want to start out, and I got to chat with you a little before we went
0: on air. But I want to offer you a huge congratulations because this book is so rich and all-encompassing, and it's a real resource that celebrates
1: the wisdom of Mother Nature. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, thank you so much, and it's it's definitely, uh, you know, the my life's work, and you know, I'm also. 50 and over 50, so and this is, like, <laughs> such a great representation of, like, my life's work that's, like, culminating into something tangible that I can leave for future generations. Wow, Mimi, and plus, I want everybody to know, is published by
0: National Geographic, so that is, a, talk about the seal of approval. It's got to be filled with fascinating and accurate information and Plus, the beautiful photographs in the book. I mean, it's a real feast for the eyes. So I'm wondering what it felt like for you the first time you saw either the galleys or the finished book. It must have been, I don't know, did you? Did it bring tears to your eyes?
1: Oh, I was really astonished. I mean, the, the photography is so beautiful. And the art, there's some vintage art in there that says, yeah. makes my heart stand still. hmm
0: Wow. Well, well uh, before we get into the book itself, I have a couple of questions for you. And the first one is, what the heck is an ethnobotanist?
1: <laughs> so an ethnobotanist <laughs> is someone who studies the relationship between plants and people. So that could be studying different cultures and the way that they interface with plants and the way that they draw medicine from the plants around them. Or it could be just uh, studying the wisdom of how different peoples, um, you know, build canoes from different trees or, you know, even a pencil uh, is ethnobotany because what wood does it come from or a violin, how are we crafting that? So when it, whether it comes from textiles, arts, medicine, food, um, you know, it's just one way to study these archives of uh, knowledge that has been passed down from generation to generation.
0: Wow, I,
1: what a wonderful way to describe
0: that word. I actually have to tell you, I cheated and looked it up, but it was not nearly the beautiful description that you just gave it. so thank you for that, <laughs> baby. <BB. laughs> and I also want to say, uh, you know, the term old wives' tale, that's usually used as a pejorative, you know, kind of to dis- discredit some kind of practice or remedy, but your book holds a different belief, and, and you learned your own wisdom, a lot of your own wisdom from your grandma so please tell us a little bit about how that particular wise woman helped you understand the the life and the world around you especially of plants
1: yeah so my grandmother doña marita navarro negrete de los angeles is a was a mexican abuelita uh and i spent a lot of time with her growing up and i was just like a fly on her wall just uh Uh, you know clinging to her apron strings watching her stir the chocolate and brew the tea and more importantly having these little chit chats with neighbors and 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 the family kids and just sitting there with her cup of tea and asking people about their health and then heading out to the courtyard and and gathering herbs and then you know doing like liniments and rubs and making remedies and handing them out to neighbors and then Watching them get better, sometimes right in front of my eyes, and she just had a profound effect on on me and 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 the kitchen and and making those kitchen remedies.
0: Oh my gosh, Mimi, that yeah, that makes me feel you know I've got those goosebumps, those truth chills because those of us you know who are grandmas ourselves, that that's what we want to do is leave a legacy like your grandmother. And I'm sorry, I cannot. Pronounce in uh, Spanish like you did, but so I'll say grandma. <laughs> but yes. she she meant so much to you, and two in your. By the way, you're writing. Is absolutely beautiful. I, you know, in addition to your knowledge about the plant world, you have a wonderful command of language, and it brings up that it's very evocative. Your writing, as I say, and I love in the introduction. You get personal, and you say sometimes you can still hear, hear the words from plants. Pick me, pick me. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. So there's uh, such a deep relationship. You know, in essence, uh, different plants have become special friends to me and allies, um, and that's you know, in, in addition to learning about them scientifically, because I'm also you know have a, a, a academic you know science degree, and and uh, you know I wasn't expecting as like a scientific woman to Um, start hearing plants from a different level and build these like really nourishing relationships with plants in my garden and in my kitchen.
0: Well, and I just want to say too, in the book again it 's based a lot on the plants and the the properties that they hold to heal us and you know make us feel better and enrich our lives and all that. But you go into the cultural tradition so much, which I guess is what an ethnobotanist does, right, but that part was really, really enriching for the reader too
1: well, you know we we live in a global community that profits and and sells billions of dollars worth of herbal remedies a year. And I think a lot of times the cultures that brought those herbs to our awareness get lost in that, in that transition. And it's so important to honor the cultures and the traditions that have opened our eyes to these herbs from around the world. Um, So many of these wisdoms, these languages, this knowledge is lost every year Um, And it's so important to get those stories from our grandparents and hand those stories down to future generations because our culture is really at risk at learning, uh, at losing some of those precious, um, you know, insights um, into our relationships with these healing plants.
0: Yeah, and two. I mean, so much of so many pharmaceuticals. You know, they they take the plants and then they put them in a laboratory and then they put their stamp on them, and you know, they do things with them that we forget. It's, it's the original. You know, much of the healing properties, even the medicines we take, originally come from plants. So there's kind of been a resurgence of interest in more natural healing, and I think your book is coming
1: out at just the right time, Mimi. That's great to hear. Yeah, I. I agree. I think there's there's a, a big interest in sustainability and ethics and just also, um, you know, caring for ourselves and learn that empowerment that comes for t- from tending to your family and your community. It's so powerful and, and it's such a wonderful skill and knowledge to have.
0: Well, and Mimi, I could go on and on with you because, again, I found the book really fascinating, and I admire everything. The amount, I, I know you, you know, it, it's your career, and you're quite well-versed in the, the plant kingdom, but to pull all this together, it must have taken a long time. Unfortunately, we don't have a long time left, but what are some of the top <laughs> ways you suggest we can incorporate maybe the use of plants and herbs into our everyday diets to improve our health?
1: Well, I'm going to start with berries, Um, you know, and and I know you think of of herbs as green and leafy, but berries are one of the most important uh, tools to an herbalist, Um, and especially for those of us who are over 50 and feisty, the berries, just eating them every day really help keep us young, keep our collagen intact, and keep our minds sharp. So that's a good place to start.
0: Well, well, and the book is filled with lots more. Let me promise our listeners out there, it is. It's a wonderful resource. Again, I think it came out at the right time, and the world needs all the help we can get at this moment, as everybody knows. Uh, So I really appreciate it. And before we have to go, Mimi, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share about the book or the reason you wrote it or the importance of plants in our everyday lives?
1: Um, yeah, I wrote it so that uh, you know my my body of work in this in this life is represented here, and for my children and for my grandmother. So I wrote it for the generations, and you can learn more about me at Mimi Hernandez dot com.
0: Wow, well, Mimi. Thank you so much for your time, fascinating information that you shared, your, and your expertise. Uh, and also, I love, like I say, your, your way with words. It's been a real delight to get to speak with you.
1: Thank you so much, Eileen.
0: Well, and for you listeners out there, please check out National Geographic's Herbal 100 Herbs from the World's Healing Traditions. It's, it's a great, it's a beautiful book. It will make a great gift for the holidays. It's a feast for the eyes, and you're going to get a whole new appreciation for Mother Nature, Mother Nature and the wisdom of our ancient cultures. So until next time, this is Mary Irene Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.